Check, check. White check. Network production. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome everybody to Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Live on the air, 11 a.m. Pacific time, Thursday, January 16th, round three. Monster Energy AMA Supercross Series kicking off this weekend in Anaheim. Anaheim Part 2. Next week is the Triple Crown. Yeah, Triple Crown. Who wants that? some of that? Looking forward to it. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. 702-586-PULP is the number to call. 702-586-7857. If you want to call in and talk some St. Louis, talk some Anaheim too, uh, talk uh, whatever you want about the sport of Supercross, Motocross, uh, we'd love to have you. Giving away a set of Fly Racing Kinetic set of gear today, uh, a pair of Anaheim 2 tickets, and Pro Taper tie-downs all in the show today, all two lucky callers. At 702-586-7857, Jason Thomas from Fly Racing and Michael Antonovich from Swap Moto Live will be joining us to uh, to bench race about what we're going to see this weekend and what we've seen through two weeks. Uh, Kenny and Eli, yeah, I'm good. Uh, I'm not worried about them anymore. Uh, after troubling Anaheim 1 rides, they're fine. So uh, let's talk about that and much more. Flyracing.com, please check them out on the web. Blake Baggett, Justin Bogle, Zach Osborne, many other riders wearing Fly Racing out there, including myself, uh, from the FR5 uh, boots, which are like a mid-level boot they brought out last year. Uh, Chris Bloss wore them to a Supercross title in Australia, so you know they're decent. Uh, to the Kinetic Gear, Evo Gear, Light Hydrogen Gear, uh, Kinetic Mesh Gear, uh, you name it, Fly Racing's got you covered with the gear. And the Formula Helmet is absolutely phenomenal. Thanks to Fly Racing for all they do for us here at the Pulp Mexo Network. If you're looking to make a uh, purchase of a set of gear, look at the Fly Racing folks and uh, get on board with that, man. Uh, I want to thank the folks at Pro Taper as well. Since 1991, they've been elevating the game for control components. Geico Honda, JGR, Suzuki, Rockstar Husky, all using Pro Taper products. Whether it's the Fusion Bar, where you can adjust with a little dial whether you want the crossbar attached or not. So flex characteristics can change. It's really, really cool. It's having the best of both worlds, from the 7.8 bar to the original crossbarless bar that Damon Bradshaw debuted back in the day. ProTaper.com has got you covered, man, and we're going to give away a set of their tie-downs there. Like, they're these cool, wide-strap, locking tie-downs that'll never come unhooked from the bottom and all of that. They're, they're absolutely fantastic. Uh, ProTaper.com has got you covered. Max's Tires, Alex Ray, taking the MXSTs into the main event. Last weekend in St. Louis, uh, it was close um, in the LCQ, but he got it done thanks to the traction from his MXSTs. Jeremy McGrath developed them. Alex Ray uses them, and uh, we thank the folks at Maxis as well. Great mountain bike tires, of course, from those guys. And get 
Get Get JGR is on board with the Get program. They're two-stroke and four-stroke ECUs. They're especially developed by the Get folks. Uh, the RX1 Pro is the ECU specific for four-stroke applications. It perfectly works on standard motors, also with ex- racing exhaust, and is the best solution. Uh, in case of engine modifications to maximize overall uh, performance when you want to talk about things that can make a huge difference with motorcycles, ignitions and fuel. Ignitions and fuel. Uh, never mind uh, slapping on those graphics and uh, putting on the new and latest grips or whatever. Ignition and fuel. Uh, two-stroke, four-stroke ECUs, they can dial you in. So thanks to Git. Revolution by technology. Uh, again, I'm Steve Mathis, Anton, JT coming up here, taking your calls, producing the show, holding things down. They... Tits legendary. Tits, what's up? What's up, Steve? Uh, can I, uh, can I, so did you listen to Monday Show Live? Did I listen live? Yes. No. Did, when did you hear about Cade crashing your intense taser? Uh, well, it was obviously all on the archive a couple days later. Okay, so you bored us the bike when? On Monday? Uh, yes, you needed it Monday, so I dropped it off Monday morning. Right, okay, so... You had no idea, and then you listen to the show, and immediately we start talking about Kay Clayson a cart- cartwheeling your bike. Cartwheeling, I said, that's sorry, sucker, man. You'd think a pro would know how to ride a bike, but apparently he, not. He he couldn't handle the intense taser. Man, I, mean, I got he, that thing set up real smooth, too, and then he freaking goes and jacks it right away. He jacked your grip up? Jacked the grip up. Mm. He, was hurt. he was hurting, bro. He was really <laughs> hurting. <laughs> he, mentioned that, he mentioned that a number of times through the night, yeah. how his elbow uh, was jacked he, up. He now. was he got road rash all over. He was playing it down, but it was bad. Bad yeah. news. Yeah. Um, but thanks for that. The intense taser, of course. Uh, I'm glad it Paul, worked. Pulpamex 10 is the code to save at Intense Cycles. Uh, giving them a free plug here, but Tits and I are on board Taser Nation. You have two of them. I have two of them, yeah. Did you see the Twitter argument about e-bikes? <laughs> it blows my mind how crazy some people can be about something they've never even tried themselves. Right? Or like, like, like just straight up ignorance and then ignorance and hatred as well. Like that. I, if I wanted to get exercise, you're like, what? have you ever ridden one? That's the thing. They've never tried it. And they're talking about, oh, you don't have to do anything. I'm like, well, clearly you've never ridden an e-bike because I'm still uh, getting a pretty good exercise. Uh, these, just having more fun while I'm doing these it. These people, man. If yeah. they only knew, Tess. If they Some only people. knew. I think e-bikes are going to be everywhere, man, in no time. Like, I, I just, they're, they're so much fun. Even if you're in shape. Kate had a blast. They're getting lighter. They're getting faster. They're getting longer. You know, the whole deal. Never mind people like myself that aren't in shape or or older people or whatever. That's a whole new world for all of of us. But people who are in shape, like Eli Tomac and John Tomac, people like that. Alden I'm, Baker. I'm somewhere in between Eli Tomac and you, and yes, I still yes. think it's quite fun. Yes, so, yes that's yeah. a good way of putting it. Uh, all right, Tits, thanks. Uh, we're going to give away a set of uh, Anaheim 2 tickets, so um, let's just do that now. Um First caller that wants Anaheim 2 tickets, uh, 702-586-757. Thanks to the folks at Supercross Live for that. And uh, we're going to give those away to uh, to somebody. And, um, yeah, Jason Thomas coming up shortly. Brain, what's up, man? Steve, hope all's well this afternoon. Or I guess it's morning for you. Yeah, it's morning. Um, I, I know. Sorry, man. I'm on the East Coaster. What's up? Uh, so you were talking about last week about St. Louis being good or bad uh, for the schedule. Um and there's a couple things that I think it's a, I think it's okay because and I know this sounds crass for a moment but let's be honest people aren't paying or the majority of people aren't paying for privateers now if somebody if, if Honda had said due to lack of profitability Kenny and Brayton aren't coming okay <laughs> Feld's in trouble yeah but Brain um, what, what are you going to have a race with sixteen guys on the gate and that's it like nothing else because you know you have to care about those other guys. 
Sure, I understand that. And I, I, but I, with the, I don't know how many people were there, but I would imagine the majority probably would not would not have cared very much. They wanted to see the people that were advertised. I would think because one of my best friends was a, or was a privateer for two years. I know, Brian. You're, you're right. You're right. I get it. But you can't hold a race with sixteen guys. Right. Like you have no, to care and, and, about those other guys and 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 the cost of going racing. You know, like you right. have to be. I'm not, and I don't mean like. Like the privateers per se. I mean, the guy in the pickup truck that that doesn't make the forty man gate or the forty man night show or whatever. Like I, I get it. I, I hate to be one of those dickheads, but yeah, who does care about those guys? I don't, and the fans don't. But the Alex Rays and Canton Zaro and Cade Clayson and these guys that aren't necessarily in every main event, but they show up and they put on a good show. Like that's what I'm talking about as far as privateers. I mean, those are, those guys are on teams, quote unquote. You know, sure. but but that's expensive for those quote unquote teams, and I count those guys as privateers. So there sure. are different levels, as as you know, and you've you've heard as a loyal listener. There's so much debate about privateers, but I, basically, I, okay. when I say privateer, I mean anybody on a team, even Benny Bloss, he's a privateer. Sure, sure, but there's one other reason, or one other thing I wish they would have done though with the St. Louis race. Again, it's going to sound a little crass. They needed to make that an East Coast race. I hundred percent. hundred percent. I hate the fact that we have an East Coast starting in February because what's the main goal of these main factory kids racing two fifties? A four fifty contract. Let's be honest. You know, if you're Chase Sexton, you've got to figure out. Uh, and I'm not saying I'm not telling him to race through it, but you've got to figure out. Okay. What's my strategy? Do I set this out and lo- do I sit out the first few races and lose points, or you know do I try to do I try to tough it out? Well, if, I mean, you you got to put them in positions that are similar to a four fifty to a four fifty stuff. So, I, I I think he I think that should have been the East Coast race because, like I said, I hate the fact that I, that they do it they start in February and people with injuries can can hold out for that. Yes, I agree. Uh, it should have been an East Coast race. The, the The problem is, is is the factories would get their way. They 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 probably threw the hammer uh, down with this one and said you can't have the second round being an East Coast race because you know there's guys racing East Coast for a reason. Like um, Colt Nichols, right? Uh, yep. Got injured yep. and 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 needs that extra time to recover. Or Sexton, like you like you mentioned too. So yeah, it's uh it's absolutely um it's the factory saying we don't want our riders to miss around. Yeah, but guys like Shane Mackel, but guys like Shane McElrath who are healthy, could go and race it, and then figure out, and and then maybe have three or four weeks to figure out, you know, hey, yep. this is yep. what needs to yep. change and stuff like no, that. I know. Hey, it's, if I can, it's, hey, it's, if I can get you to agree with half, yeah. half of what I said, man, if I've, I've won the ball game. All right, thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Thank you. See ya. Uh, that's uh, that's uh, our caller seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven at that number. So give us a call. Uh, let's talk some Anaheim two or St. Louis or um, well, yeah, whatever. Uh, we give away our, our tickets already, tits. We got our tickets given away. Yep, Anaheim two tickets, courtesy of the folks at Supercross Live, are given away. But we are still doing a kinetic set of gear and a pro taper uh, tie downs. First guest of the afternoon, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? So I want to go back to this uh, two fifty west for two fifty east. Yes. What? Why? Why did it need to be a two fifty east? Because the 250 West privateer guys don't need to go all the way to St. Louis to race? Well, I mean, what, what's the difference between going to Houston or Minneapolis or any of the races that have typically been West over the years? What's the difference? Well, there is no. Dallas. Those, those, Dallas. those should be also. Yeah, Dallas is fine. I, I would wonder what the, what the mileage difference is between Dallas and St. Louis. but Houston. Yeah. Minneapolis. Houston, Houston should be East. That's East also. Minneapolis, all of that. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't really buy into yours and Brain's big complaints. Um, sorry. If you want to race 
professional supercross at this level, traveling halfway across the country is sometimes going to be part of the deal. Okay. Like I, I mean, what are you going to do about outdoors? You're just going to race oh, se- West Coast outdoors? I mean, you can. That's a separate series. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I, I know what you're saying. I, I get yeah, it. Yeah. I, I mean, I understand that there are challenges, but at some point, the series has to be looked at as a professional series. And sorry, yo, I, I mean, no one thinks it was super convenient to have a race there, but it's, this isn't the first time we've ever done this. I mean, we used to start the series in Orlando, and the second round was in California. You know, like it's. We used to do a lot of things that are not no longer done because of smarter decisions, smarter people. I mean, the whole the whole going to St. Louis for round two is ridiculous, anyways, because of the costs involved for all the even the four fifty teams. Everybody, you know, all these but te- we used to go to Houston for the second round. Yeah, that's also ridiculous. Yeah, for sure. And then to go back to California, to go all the way to – not going to Houston one way and then keep going, I mean going back and forth. Like going back to California for round three, all these teams had to hire two drivers. Uh, All these privateer teams have probably to stretch expenses, you know, to get there and back and stretch time, all of that stuff. It's just no need. You know know why they went to St. Louis? Because they had a monster truck race there, and they got the Dome super cheap. They didn't care about the health of the series. They went for their own expenses. That's why they did it. So you think hauling 18 semi-trucks across the country was a positive move for Feld? Because I, I was told directly that that was well, they, they got lit up by the bosses for, for having to do that because of stadium availability. So total coincidence that there's a monster truck in St. Louis next weekend? Like total coincidence? No, I, I, think, I think they probably tried to make it the most convenient and make their dollar stretch the furthest, but... That was, that was the pushback whenever everybody, you know, the teams were obviously not happy about that extended cost. But then when Feld says, yeah, well, we have 18 trucks. Well, so okay. you don't think that that was a problem for us too? I guarantee you it's expensive for 18 trucks. Mm-hmm. But in the end, they did the profit loss uh, calculations and it worked out fine because of the price of the dome. I guarantee you that is why they did it. But the, couldn't they do that anywhere? Couldn't they do? Couldn't they work in a monster jam anywhere? Would be my argument. If you're, I have no what idea. You're saying. No idea. No idea. But I mean, I'm St. Louis sure Dome is, I, don't, is. I don't think St. Louis has the the. Uh, there's, there's no logistical on monster truck availability. There's, there's no logistical reason to go to St. Louis for round two if it didn't save them money. No, I, I think it's stadium availability. That's every conversation I've ever had with them about scheduling is stadium availability always. Dude, it's St. Louis. There's no Rams. There's no anything going That's on. That's what in I'm St. saying. Louis. That's why they went. It yeah. was wide open. No, no, but they can go any time. Any time of the year, that dome is fine, I'm sure. No but problem. I, I don't think they could go other places. That's why they were forced to go to St. Louis. I think that's the problem. It's a, I, don't, it, I think the other places they wanted to go, they couldn't get into. You'll never convince me that they didn't, they didn't save money by doing this. The dome price and the monster and the Well, monster I think going to St. Louis in general, just period, I think saves them money because no one wants to use that dome anymore. It, it, you know, they don't have a home team. They don't have regularly scheduled events. Same reason they go to Oakland. Oakland is very, very inexpensive on their end. There is no other reason to go to Oakland. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think this was some conspiracy by them. Like, you know, St. Louis in January is the cheapest place we could possibly go. Screw everybody. I I, I personally don't believe that. Um, but I, I also don't think that having – a round of East Coast, you know, January 11th, and then taking a month off is is a great move either. I disagree with Brain there. I don't I don't buy into that theory. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I'd like to see it just be more traditional East West, where the races are located, is why why you're why you're you're going there and why you're starting it. Why you have this particular class, you know? 
So yeah. Um, hey, so when should I expect some royalties flowing in? Because Tits tells me we are giving away a fly racing set of kinetic gear, the same stuff I wore in that photo. That is correct. Well, so, different colorway or potentially, but yes. What do you mean different colorway? I thought it, you said it was the red and red and blue stuff. It's that design, but there's different colors they can choose from. That's up to them. Well, that ruined my whole theory then, Tits. Sorry. The you, want, you want royalties on us giving stuff away? Increased sales from that, that, that me riding in that gear. Increased sales. Hmm. I thought that was in your, that's why we paid you in general. Yeah, but I didn't work on a royalty. I didn't work <laughs> any royalties out. The last time we offered you royalties, you turned them down. <laughs> I did. I need to get a new new agent for sure. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, it was cool. You guys put that photo on social, so we're, that that gear is probably moving off the shelf as we speak. Let's hope so. Um, Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show presented by Get Pro Taper and Maxis. Anaheim Two coming up. Thanks to the folks at Supercross Live who I just uh, called out for being super cheap for giving us tickets. <laughs> we gave away. Did we give away two two pairs? Two pairs of tickets to this weekend in Anaheim, too. Uh, we got a lot of calls, JT. The lines are full, but let's get into this first. Anaheim, two track map. What what do you see? What 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 are you looking forward to? Or what what do you like? What don't you like? Uh, I think it'll be you know. Well, I'll preface this by saying it all depends on how they end up building it, right? Because you can have the most creative section ever, but if they if they don't build it to where you have you know if the landings aren't certain steepnesses and the takeoffs aren't built right you can really screw things up before you even get started so i'm going to assume they get it right um but there are a few a few sections you could get creative on uh the section that's in the uh right field uh right field outfield uh there's a section you basically come out of a turn and there's three singles that kind of trend upwards and then two tabletops and then two singles out um, I think guys will try some pretty cool stuff there. Uh, they might go, you know, triple and then table to table. Uh, but I, I like to see the creativity come out in some of these guys and see who has the the elite skill level to put some of this stuff together. So that's always fun. And then uh, I think, you know, the whoops will be critical as well. Uh, they definitely were at A1. I, not so much at St. Louis, but a, Anaheim is notorious for whoops, and we definitely saw that play out at the first round. You know, Austin Forkner had a huge crash there. Osborne went down. There was a lot of crashes in practice, and it was a uh, a big topic during the day and night for who could get through the whoops quickly. So look for that again. Um, there's two sections that are on back-to-back straightaways. So, you know, that spikes heart rate, and it obviously lends to passing. Um, so we'll see how that all plays out. But overall, I thought they did a pretty good job with the track. Uh, design's pretty cool. The one question I have, or one section I have a question about, is just after the finish, you go across the, the mechanics area, and then it bends into kind of a 90, uh, maybe maybe a little less, but it bends to the right. And there's a kind of an option section. And on the outside, you You could go three and then on off or whatever, but the inside just seems like it'll be the line, like without question. And that lends to a bigger subject that when they do these option sections, if you don't get them exactly right, it just turns into a one-line section where everybody's now turned into like an eight-foot-wide track. And I hate that. So that's going to be the one section I watch the, the most closely is to see if they adjust it after free practice or if they just scrap that idea altogether, which they've done. Um, I think cooler heads have prevailed or someone's come in and said, hey, look, guys, this isn't going to work, and all you're going to do is narrow the, the race line. 
so yeah, just just parallel to the start straight and just after the finish, look for that section and see what they end up doing. Because on paper, when I look at it, the the inside, which is also the right side, just looks so much more appealing. I don't know why you would ever go outside there. So just something to keep an eye on. It's hard to get it right, like you said, for sure. Um, hey, did you talk? I. I I meant to bring this up, but a couple of guys I talked to after Anaheim, not not St. Louis, Anaheim one, said the track was built poorly. Transitions were poor. Um, did you get any of that from anybody, or did you notice that from A one or from St. Louis? A one. Yeah, I think it was a a problem with the dirt. Um, we we so all you, know you how much it, it broke yeah, you, down. You, you did hear this from people. Yeah, 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 yeah and yeah. I, I saw it actually. Um, I saw it when I was doing when track walk. I saw it more than I heard it because I unfortunately wasn't around a lot of the riders on Saturday. I was kind of busy with VIP and WPS and lots of things. But when I was walking it, I saw you know the the dirt as soft as it was and and in the way it was breaking down. It didn't seem like they they could get it perfect. And you see that with soft dirt quite a bit. It's just it's hard to get it just packed in exactly how you want it. Um, it seems like when they use the loader or even the skid steer, um, it's just more challenging. It, it pushes in and doesn't pack as well and whatever. So I think even though it's supposed to rain tomorrow, um, I think they're going to have an easier time because the dirt's been in there, and they'll probably have the track finished today. Um, they're usually right on. You know, when they have a Monster Jam leading up, it gives them early in the week to, to finish the track and cover it before rain. So I think that A2 will be better in that sense, is the dirt will be harder and, and easier to get it exactly how they want it. Okay. Uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Ken Roxon, Eli Tomac, we're good, right? We're not worried about them. Anaheim won, not good, but uh, both riders showed, obviously, Kenny but both riders showed a lot in St. Louis. Yeah, I was super worried after A1, but I'm not at all now. Um, the only reason you didn't see a Kenny-Eli podium was, you know, Eli was 18th on the first lap. Otherwise, both of those guys bounced back and are on the podium. Right. Uh, absolutely, I agree with you on that. So we'll call off the, 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 the dogs on that one. Um, let's go to – oh, go, go Hold ahead. on. One thing I want to mention there is, though, you're still looking at Eli with a 7-4 the first two rounds, you know. And yeah. he's – He's already put himself in a points hole, which that's what he's done year in and year out, and I don't, I just don't get it. You know, for him, a guy of his caliber that's won 27 or 28 races, whatever it is, to continuously struggle in January and just, just leave a ton of points on the table, it just, mm-hmm. it's just so weird to me. Absolutely. Let's get us some phone calls here. Uh, first up on the Fly Race and Moto 60 Show, presented by Get, Pro Taper, and Maxis. It's Tony. Tony, what's going on, man? Hey, Steve. Hey, JT. How are you guys? We're good, man. What's up, man? Hey, so uh, I'm new to moto. Um, I spent years, decades, uh, as a journalist interviewing celebrities at Rolling Stone and Maxim Magazine and a bunch. So now that I'm in moto, well, I'm watching moto, I pay extra close attention to all the interviews. Um, and it's a funny thing that, you know, I think we all, everyone bitches about the interviews. Forget about the press conference. That's garbage. But what I've noticed is, you know, when the guys do poorly, they say, we, 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 the settings, we, the track, we. When they win, they say, me, me, me. But what I've noticed this year from last year is a real sense of humility. Um, and the example I would use is you interviewed Roxon, and he said the word, you know, literally said, I'm sick of getting smoked, right? Eighth place isn't going to mm-hmm. work. And then, you know, uh, Barsha said, I just didn't have the speed, you know, to catch Roxon, which is something they say in MXGP, right? Those guys will say it. But I think the most telling and the most impressive cop to, like, someone copping to, you know, having problems was uh, Justin Hill, 
on Swap. He did the, you know, the How's Your Weekend. And he literally said, I, you know, the last five minutes I can't handle. i got to add five more minutes to my training. Like, uh-huh. you know, there's some sort of something going around that seems like maybe it's early in the season, but people seem to be a lot more um, – honest and a little bit more modest and uh, forthcoming. Have you noticed that, or is it just just uh, a fluke from the beginning? I think it's just a fluke myself. I haven't noticed it. JT, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's there's always been a, a shroud of mystery around riders in this sport. Um, I don't know why they're so transparent. I mean, we've been talking about this for years of with injuries especially. No one will tell anybody anything on injuries, so I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully the sport becomes much more transparent in the future. But it's always been really strange with guys not wanting to to tell anybody anything. Yeah, I uh, I, I get it, Tony. Um, I yeah, I think uh, some of the guys are good. Some of the guys aren't. Right. I think it is that it is as you are as a person. Like uh, Zach Osmer, for example, he'll be he'll be pretty honest about what he's got to work on and what what's been going on and everything else. Other guys will not. You know, Eli's pretty secretive that kind of that kind of way. So. I don't yeah, know. No, I agree. Yeah, I don't know if it's any more this year. Yeah, I don't know if it's any more special for 2020 than it's just uh, the kind of the way I, I think some guys are. Well, look at like yeah, no, the I press see. conference. Yeah. Sorry, look at the press conference yeah. last year with Eli and Marvin. Both of them would, neither of them would acknowledge that anything was wrong. Yeah. You yeah. know, Eli's back, Marvin's knee, and they they wouldn't even mention it. It's like, come on, guys, everyone knows it's not a secret. Why don't you just? Tell the truth, you know, like yeah. Marvin goes out and gets 13th. He can't ride worth a crap. You know, it's, it's yeah. pretty obvious yep. what's up. Yep. Yeah, the, the, whole philosophy, the whole philosophy behind, like, injuries, I, I get it, right? There's money on the line, and they don't want people to know. Or even Mookie, when he crashed, said, you know, didn't want to tell everyone. But, you know, what, what, what is refreshing is, yeah, Ken Roxon's a good interview, right? Steve, you really pry a lot out of him. He's solid. He's normal. But, you know, he doesn't always tell it like it is. You know, forget about Eli, Tomac. But to hear someone like Barsha, who's really not forthcoming, and I think, you know, to really kind of lay it out there, and someone like Jeff, or Josh, you know, Justin Hill, who's a kind of a weird freak, you know, loner, for him to kind of come out and say it is just kind of good. So I think it, if yeah. it catches on, that'd be awesome. It'd be it, much more refreshing to hear these guys tell the truth. So I thank agree. You, Thanks, Tony. Appreciate it. Uh, JT, I don't follow MotoGP really at all, but – from what I see sure. a little bit, no, it sucks. But from what I see a little bit, those guys are they lay it out there, huh? Or am I wrong? Am I am I getting the wrong impression? I think they do uh, to an extent. They don't really do it much about themselves. They do it about the equipment a lot. Okay, <laughs> um, about their bike and yeah, setup, yeah. and uh, especially if like they're if they feel that their manufacturer is just behind on equipment, um, they're very very forthcoming on that stuff, way more than we would ever be. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right, you want to get? We got two Marty questions. Are you ready? Sure, bring it. Uh, Ryan, what's up? Well, you want to talk about Marty? Yeah, I do. Uh, but first, first off, uh, I want to act as your agent. Um, I believe these royalties that you mentioned earlier. This is something that needs to be discussed. Uh, yep. JT, we should probably take a look at the spreadsheets here. Okay. Uh, would you Would you agree that uh, your investment in Pulp MX has helped fly racing and uh, the, the kinetic mesh gear? Have you you know and do, do you agree that it's helped the sales on the product line? Well, he wasn't wearing kinetic mesh, so let's start there. Um, if we're gonna if we're gonna get technical, <laughs> okay. Well, that that that's fake news. That's irrelevant. So let me ask you this: If Steve is at Western Raceway, you know, just flying, flying, nailing it, hitting the doubles, mm-hmm. and he's wearing kinetic mesh, would you say that that would sell more gear? Uh, again, he wasn't wearing kinetic mesh. Um, I, I said if he was. So we're doing hypotheticals now. 
Yeah. I'm just trying to say, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, listen, I'm going to bat for Steve right now. We're, we're battling. I'm trying to get this man the royalties he deserves. You guys mm-hmm. pay, you guys invest, you invested in Pulp MX, and I'm seeing, you know, you're getting the return on investment. And, yeah. all, you know, every time someone sees him in Kinetic Mesh, they're going to say, oh, that, that's the first thing, you know, it's going to be relevant. It's going to stay relevant every time they see him in this Kinetic Mesh. You know, that's going to increase sales for you. It's going to increase dollars. So Steve needs to get a small slice of that. Well, and, and I would counter with um, we are his largest sponsor as a, as a company and an entity. Uh, further, uh, we have increased his pay across the board every year consistently. So um, while I don't disagree with you, you're not also presented with all the facts. <laughs> and I did turn down a royalty <laughs> offer I first, 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 for <laughs> earlier uh, last year, and, and then, uh, you know, I, clearly I'm not I'm – not, I'm not that clever when it comes to negotiation, but I mean, uh, you know, they well, u- they used my photo on social media la- yesterday, so I'm sure that, you know, it, it's fun. No, being show. being in all seriousness, uh, we obviously make Steve a priority, um, and yeah, it's it's a two way street, so we couldn't be happier with it. Listen, That's why we we wouldn't post him on our social media if we weren't proud of him. Ryan, listen, I'm going to give you a set of pro taper tie downs, okay? Oh no way, man! I I honestly need those. Like you have no idea. I just got my daughter a dirt bike for Christmas, and oh, I don't I don't want to use those cheap ones, man. So that that's sick. Stay on but, hold. Uh, yeah, stay on hold. We'll get we'll get you that line. Uh, that those things are absolutely phenomenal. Well, hang on, hang on. Uh, yep. Let me just real quick. Let me ask about Marty. Yep. Dude, it looked like at St. Louis. I don't know if it was just plastics or what, but I, I know he's on a KTM. His plastics were black, man. It looked damn near like a Yamaha to me. Yeah, I don't like Marty's bike look at all. I think it's terrible. And and then the black Thor gear he was. Like, I, I don't like what Marty's got. He, he's not a lit kit guy. There's no way. Uh, JT, what about his bike? What, do you like the look of that? Like, what, what are they doing? Is, is, this, is this Metal Militia? I don't know. I mean, usually when you see teams change plastic colors, it's to appease a sponsor. But, but, and I guess maybe Monster is at the root of that with, because you see Yamaha doing it too. I don't really, I don't know. I, Yamaha, I'm very, yeah. very surprised that KTM is yeah. going for this. And Yamaha has some blue. Not much, but some blue. So, you know, they're, they're, uh, Marty doesn't have any orange. Nothing. So um, that, that, yeah. That's what made me think of it because right. I see, like, mostly black, and I'm like, what the hell, man? Yeah. No, absolutely. All right, stay on hold, man. Uh, we'll get you those pro taper tie-downs, all right? Appreciate that. Thanks. All right, thank you. Lines are still full. Another Marty question. Tyler, what's up? You want to talk about Marty? Hey guys, yeah, so I had a question. It's kind of more of just a, you know, round table observation. Um, Marty was riding in a Kawasaki in overseas, and he obviously did really well on that. He first talked about the connectivity of the KTM and how much better traction and, and connectivity to the ground that thing gets. Watching his crash and qualifying, uh, it looked like he just kind of whiskey throttled maybe he was getting more traction than he experienced do you think that the ktm has been harder for him to adapt to than maybe he thought it was going to be i would would say yes jt yeah you know it's not gone as well as we thought well and the only reason we're saying that is because of how good it did at geneva right if, if we had not watched him at geneva i don't think we could really make that call because we've never seen him ride a cowie 450 before I, in my honest opinion, I think he's just trying too hard. I think Geneva gave him, you know, a lot of hope of what he could do, and, and he's always gone really fast. 
but I honestly think he's he's trying too hard and he's overriding the bike and the track and trying to attack it like a like a 250 would. Uh, I think he needs to let the race come to him a little bit. And, and when you watch Adam ride, and I'm just picking one guy, right? Not everybody rides the same, but Adam doesn't look like he's trying all that hard. You know, he's kind of letting letting the bike do the work for him and not right. not putting himself in bad spots. And I, when I watch Marty, he just looks like he's not panicking, but he also understands that it hasn't gone well, and he's almost trying to to make up for that all at once and and not just kind of going with the flow a little bit. Yeah, I, I understand that, and I can see that. My thought was just that with the rigidity of the aluminum frame and it being a cow, it seems like it's easier maybe to slide a little bit more, and he's obviously fast on a 250, obviously fast on the Cowie 450, but just trying to ride the KTM like he's used to riding the Cowie is proving to be a little bit more difficult because of that traction and that flex that the steel frame gives versus the rigidity of the aluminum frame. Mm, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if, I guess I haven't, I haven't ridden those two bikes the way those are with an aluminum frame and then a, and a steel for, you know, chrome ollie or whatever it is back to back to, to be able to say, I can't imagine it's something that riding the bike for a month wouldn't, would, you know. Yeah, I, I'm with you. He's I don't know. got a he, lot of time seems on Seems like it. something yep. he would overcome. Yep. Right. right. Th- thanks, Tyler. Cool. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Shad's on six. Shad, what's up, man? Hey, buddy. How's it going? Good. What's going on? Uh, yeah. Wouldn't you think Chad Reed was just grabbed another pair of goggles out of Ben's bag there? You know, usually since the mechanics carry around extra goggles. And then also on top of that, uh, did you see Adam Cinturello come out of the over-under and run over a tough block on the St. Louis race? Because I didn't hear a whole lot of people saying about talking about it. Was it on TV or what, did you see it live? i seen it on TV, yeah. You could barely see it on the okay. right-hand corner. I'm not on my you know, at home yeah, right yeah, now, yeah. so I can't tell you what lap, but... Yeah, he, he ran over a tough block. Okay. Uh, did I, I didn't notice it. Uh, that's interesting. What about Chad with goggles? JT, I just think he was over it, but what do you think? I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to get a, a real answer. Like. Yeah. Um, I mean, we did hear there was a goggle issue, but I don't know. He's usually not an excuse maker, and to if there was a goggle issue, I can't imagine him just blaming goggles because that wouldn't really be fair i think it was probably a combination of both if you know i had to really nail it down probably had something going on with his goggles but it's obviously not going very well either right and that was kind of an easy out uh marshall's on four he wants to talk about pulp mx fantasy marshall what's up hey what's going on uh that's got kind of a comment for jt just uh, regarding the fantasy i don't really i can't believe that jt is really a changed man when it uh, comes to his fantasy rage and uh, I don't know how, how long he's been making uh, a burner accounts to shit on his fantasy picks um, because no, I've never done weeks, that before. Oh uh, yeah, okay. Well, have you uh, have you considered hiring a contractor uh, ahead of time to repair the sheetrock uh, ahead of your uh, next week's fantasy picks when they implode? <laughs> no, honestly, man, I it was I, that's the reason I almost didn't play this year is because it pissed me off and stressed me out so bad. So. It was either relax a little bit and kind of go with the flow, or just not play. So it was actually becoming not enjoyable for me. So I had to I had to change it up a little bit. <laughs> um, let's go to four. Snow, snow. What's up, man? We were talking about Barsha and uh, and uh, which race? Yeah. So real quick, 
Um, if Barsha keeps this up, how many rounds in do you think until we see full Bam Bam? Because he hesitated at A1. Just enough to, to be friendly with AC, but then how deep in do you think well, he's going to... I think I was talking to somebody from a team about this, and, and I, I mentioned that he's a changed guy, that I think he's a changed guy. He's gotten older. He's married. He's he's made many comments to me about, like, I can't do that anymore. And, and I you know, I, I, I'm not doing – he made a joke about getting his eyes fixed because he had LASIK. And, 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 but honestly, I believe him a little bit. I, I, don't, I believe that he's not going to do those dumb things anymore. Is he going to be aggressive? Yeah. But there's a, there's a line between aggressiveness and dumb. And this person I was talking to um, – Snow, they, they did not buy it for one second. They didn't buy it for one second. They said, oh, just wait. He's going to do a dumb thing because that's what he always does. But I don't, I, I'm not there. JT, what do you think? Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to do one of my rare occurrences and agree with you. That, that, he's, that he's, he's, he's growing up. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, it's only round two, so we'll see. Right. Okay. Yeah, because I, I – Emotions run high. Like I've, yeah, I've yeah. raced it at a very, very low level comparably to these guys, and I've thrown plenty of goggles at people, and I'm just like, it's not, it's not even that serious. There's no money on the line, right? So, no, well, and, J- I, and I JT, generally try to be a nice guy. JT has uh, has has done it when he raced as well, so he understands. The oh, I was a huge, huge a hole when I raced if things weren't going well. Right. Um, let me ask you um, this before we get to your second question, though, JT. This is a question I had for you, and I'm going to ask Anton okay. the same thing. Like. Barring injury, because that could happen to anybody any time in this sport, probably fifty percent chance one you know a rider could get injured any day. Barring injury, like is Barsha a title threat? Like, will he win more races and get on more podiums? You know. Yeah, it's it's really hard and unfair for me to do this, but I'm going to say no. You're a dick. I am. I, I don't like being. I don't like saying that. But if you want my honest opinion, it's no. And okay. only because we've never we've never seen it happen, and I think everyone's healthy. AC's come in, who adds another guy in there. Tomac's okay. He right. obviously showed incredible signs of life last week. Roxon's better than he's been in years. I, I don't see it, and and Barsha deserves better than that. He really does. I'll be the first one to tell you he deserves better than that based on two rounds. But I just don't think that's going to be how it plays out over seventeen rounds. Okay. See, I would I would argue that. Well, by all accounts, Barsha has never been this comfortable on a machine before in a 450 class, right? But you you can't you can't possibly know that. Well, by all accounts, from what you hear, obviously, now it's all hearsay because you're not we're not in depth behind the scenes with the team themselves. But he's never vocalized how comfortable he is with this machine, like he ha- like towards another machine or towards another team, the way he is now since they've started this whole revamp of his program, if you will, right? I don't know. He was he was all about the Honda when he went there. Then when he got the on first, Suzuki at JGR, it was all about the Suzuki and finally got a Suzuki at JGR. I don't know, man. I, I don't put much stock mm-hmm. into guys being excited about their bikes at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just, I've kind heard of it a flavor much. of the week deal, right? Uh, what's your next question, uh, Snow? Um, second question. So I've been to Atlanta – but I saw Tampa is now on the schedule, and I haven't been to Daytona either. One of those races, which one would you guys primarily recommend? I do like 
visibility of the track, and I know Daytona is not big on that, but Daytona is Daytona. But what would you guys recommend between those three? What was it, Daytona and which two? Daytona, Tampa, and Atlanta. Ooh. Uh, I would pick Tampa and Atlanta for sure. But it, it also depends on what you're what you're wanting. Are you just do you just care about the race, or you care about the city and the weather and the environment and all that stuff? Because Tampa is the easy one in that scenario. But the race itself, Atlanta's pretty awesome. It always has good racing. Uh, is it a triple crown again this year? I don't know that. No, it's not. No, I don't think it is. Not okay. Um, I don't know. Atlanta's always a fun one for me. I've always enjoyed it, but it's going to be cold. Downtown's not, you know, the greatest setting um but you know tampa i think tampa's pretty awesome it'll be warm it's outside i don't know i, I would pick tampa it just yeah atlanta's always been a favorite over, one for me so i'm a little biased even? yeah yeah, yeah oh god yeah oh god yeah 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 i would not pick daytona <laughs> uh absolutely i agree and you know what too uh snow tampa needs your tickets they need your, your you there because the attendance wasn't so good last time so um <laughs> all right hey snow we're gonna give you a set of gear you you ride you want you want a set of gear I would, I would love that. That's fucking awesome. All right. Absolutely. Well, uh, we're giving away. We're going to give you a kinetic. Um, what's it called, Tits? The K two twenty. K two twenty. It's like kinetic. Fantastic. What, what, I'm all why in. Why we just call it kinetic? I don't understand. I don't K two twenty. Because we were running out of names for graphics. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's well, uh, that's I, the answer if you really want it. I enjoy the honesty. All right, stay online, Snow. All right, we'll get you that. Uh, we'll get you that gear. Awesome. Thank you, guys. No problem. Uh, Jason Thomas on the show. Michael Antonovich coming up here shortly. Let's go to uh, six here. Jamie's on six. Jamie, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, man? Thanks for having me. Um, I have a question about Dylan, but just to touch on what you guys were just speaking of about, you know, the guy said Barsha's being comfortable on the bike. What, who is, you know, usually when people come in, you know, in the 450 class, what's the, who's been in the 450 class the longest before they ever won a title? I was just thinking about that. Before they ever won a title? Um, yeah, yeah, I saw this stat. Um, well, we'll go back to probably the, the Mike, like Mike Bell in 1980. Um, some of those guys, Johnny O. So, but uh-huh. so uh, history's not on Tomac's side or Barsh's. No, no, it's really rare. It's really I think rare. It was Emig, uh, right? Emig was up there. Ah, yeah, you're right, JT. Uh, I think Emig's got the longest one. So he would have came in in like eighty nine or ninety, ninety or ninety ninety one. Ninety one, I think. Yes, and then uh, he won in ninety seven. Yeah, um, so six years. Okay. Yeah, so you're. It's rare, though. You're absolutely right. Like. Tomac should have won this thing by now. So yeah, I think I think yeah, we just written a couple uh, articles on this that if you don't prove yourself by year two or year three in winning a title, you probably aren't going to. Right. Yeah, and I was just thinking about that. I had another question, but I was just thinking about that when you guys were just talking about Barson. Yeah, Barson might be comfortable on his bike, but just history. Uh, you know, I've been around racing a long time, and just history is not on these guys' no, side that haven't won. That's been there twenty-seven wins or not. You, it's still, it's still not good. How does Eli Tomac win twenty-seven races and then never win a title? Like, I'm yeah, just, I, I can't. Do I mean, that. I Bradshaw only won eighteen for reference, right? And look how, look how we revere him. You know, yeah, yeah absolutely. Crazy. Uh, what's your other Johnny qu- O hit it the other day. Johnny O hit it the other day. Mental. That's what he says, you know, his mistakes. But anyway, I'll move on. Sorry. Uh, yeah, Dylan, I- I've noticed on some, some other podcasts and things like that, uh, even though I do listen to you religiously, Steve, you know, it's, it's good to listen to other stuff. But I, dis- I disagree Dylan, strongly, but I disagree strongly, <laughs> but go ahead. Yeah. I like to hear other opinions. But either way, um, 
I've hear, heard a little chat about Dylan asking a lot about, like, because he misses some of the 450 mains, about who's doing this and who's doing that. Do you think – I know Dylan's focusing. He wants to win in this title, I'm sure. But do you think seeing AC's success has got Dylan really itching to ride the 450? I would think it does, I, I, JT, right? I mean, I'm sure he's looking forward to that. That's what he wants to do. That's what all these guys want to do. But I don't think it affects him for, through the first two rounds. No, that's right. coming. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I think it's uh-huh. – I was just saying, I think it's ahead, he knows the process, right? I'm sure it's it's confidence inspiring and it's exciting to see, but at the same time, he's got he's got a job ahead of him, right? He's got a whole year of racing left to go before that challenge presents itself. I don't think okay. he. Uh, do you think he goes to the Yamaha? JT? I do, I, I do. Between um, you know Barsha's and Plessinger's contracts, I, I think they will bring him up. I don't know what happens. I don't know if Barsha stays or Plessinger right, stays. Right, I, I don't know, right. but I. I think they would be – when they're weighing out their plan, I can't imagine they don't have Dylan yeah. Brandis in that plan. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and one, one, one last thing, if you don't mind, Steve. Uh, did Anstey come over here because he didn't really have a ride over there or he just wanted to try SX before his career ends? No, he didn't have a ride. He didn't have anything going on in MXGP. So. Uh, okay. And yep. when's yeah, he coming was, back? When's who? He was, in, he was informed pretty – I want to say about halfway through the series that he was not going to be retained. And he, I mean, he was asking everybody for a spot through the end of the series, and it, nothing ever came together. And that's that's after a moto win at Uomo, too, in August. So, yeah. pretty crazy. Um, yeah, but go ahead, sorry. No, I, I, what else were we going to say? Oh, oh, sorry, Steve. Yeah, I know I keep rambling. But um, when, when, when can you get GL back on, Grant Langston? Like on the show or in studio? Because I don't know if we have enough. Anything. I don't know if, I don't know if we have enough, um, you know, sort of alcohol for in studio appearance. I have to stock up. But um, I don't know if he would come on, to be honest. I, I think maybe he's Team Ping. I don't know if he would come on. I should ask him. We'll see. That's true. He's on Pingree. I don't get to watch that show a lot because yeah, yeah. I'm not, excuse me, I'm just not a big Ping fan. I think he monologues too much. But at the end of the day, they do have some different types of guests from other sports. Um, yeah. But, you know, I was just wondering, and, and I haven't heard him since that long. I even go back and listen to that one episode he was on with the vodka oh, really? Red Bull or uh, whatever he was drinking. Yeah. I go back there about once a month. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind having him on. I would. I don't know if he would do it. But, uh, yeah, let me ask him. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the uh, call, cool, man. man. Thank you. All right, take care. Thank Appreciate you. it. Uh, so we gave away the Pro Taper tie-downs, the tickets, the gear. We're all good there. All set. Uh, all right, JT, thanks for coming, and thanks for the time. Appreciate it. We still got hey, lines are full, but uh, we'll see you this weekend. Thank you. All right, guys. See you. All right. From Swap Moto Live, it's uh, Michael Antonovich. What's up, Anton? Sorry to keep you waiting. Oh, no, it's good. What's going on, guys? Not much. Hey, so St. Louis Supercross Review. You're from there. You live there. You went back there to live uh, – Review of the race. What what'd you think? Attendance, buzz, uh, all of that. Like, not so much the main events, you know, just overall being back in the city. Um, did it feel like it was, like, round 12 to you? Yes. Like, it lacked like, yes. any kind of buzz? Yes, it did. I think, like, um, I think it was good. I mean, it was good to have back there. And as you and JT started this show off, there are so many factors as to why it's round two. Um yeah, the Monster Jam thing, there was a stock car race there in December, all of these, like, moving pieces that are going on. And then I really don't think, like, later on in the year when the XFL thing starts that it's going to be an open stadium in, like, February, March, April. Yeah. So they, there are a lot of moving factors, even though it is an empty building, like, that played into it. Um, I'll be honest, it, it sucks to, like, look at empty stands in the photos. And I get it. Like, I, I understand totally that maybe people just don't want to come to St. Louis. 
uh, that the weather was bad because it was like sleeting and stuff like that. But I had a great time. I didn't care. I mean, I was just <laughs> good to be home. Um, yeah, like I wrote about this in my column. Like, dude, it used to be packed. Packed. The pits were packed. I remember, like, so many people in the pits. I had you had to walk between the semis and you, you mm-hmm. know, to get anywhere. Like, what's happened, right? Like, God. I mean, when I walked through the pits after that first time qualifying session. And it was easy to go between any rig in the main, like, passageways and not have to use shortcuts. I was like, this isn't good. No. This is yeah. not good. And you don't even the last year that we were there. So they, they skipped 2019. I want to say it was, like, 2017 or 2018. Uh, Sean Brennan from Feld and I were in the press box, like, looking out. And the stadium was, it was not that packed. And he's like, yeah, I really don't know how much longer they're going to want to keep coming here because you can't have this. It feels like those moto, like those MXGP races in Qatar, where we're just like the only fans watching. Right, right, yeah, yeah, really, right. Um, yeah, uh, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, but like, it kind of was like Houston was a few years ago, though. Like when when Marvin got hurt, like that year, that was a weird trip for so many people, and it kind of had some weird buzz to it. Same like feel. Phoenix is the, yeah. yeah, Phoenix is the best second round. Like it really yeah. is. It just that's where the history of the sport always was for so long. And it's just close enough that everybody can go to it, but just far enough away that it's a change-up. Right. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, hey, so JT, I was actually surprised. I don't know if you were listening, but he was a little negative on um, on Barsha's title chances. Now, obviously he could get hurt, but, dude, I don't know. He he didn't qualify that well this weekend. He doesn't care about that. It doesn't matter. But then he, sick, then, yeah. then he rips through. Yeah, he was sick. He rips through the pack in the heat. Uh, has a great main event. Like, I, I mean, I would need some more convincing, but I'm not going to be as negative as uh, as JT. Like, this could be for real here. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and I see JT's, like, counterpoint. I totally do because he has not done it. Barsha has never gotten to the 10th round or the 12th round yeah. of the 450 Supercross Championship, and you're like, oh, my God, yeah, he's there. Like, yeah. He's never done it. And so for him to change so drastically at this stage in his career would be big. But I'm, I don't think that it's impossible. Um, he just has to have things play in his favor. That first year, what was it, Dallas, where he was on Yamaha. I mean, he, he had the championship plate and everything was going pretty well, and then he got landed on. You know, like that could have been the first big indication of the new Justin Barsha. And then we got taken that away when he got his wrist landed on. And then last year was just a disaster. Um, I think as we exit that first Triple Crown, so when we leave Glendale next weekend, yep. I think that'll be like a pretty big indication of where things are at. Yeah, I, I could see that. Yep. Um, I, I don't know. He's been impressive. I know it's only two rounds. I get it. But he's he's been impressive, man. He's this been m- impressive. This might be a Davey Millsaps 2015 or whatever year on the Rockstar Suzuki deal. Yeah. You know? And the other, the other big thing for Barsha is, too, like, You've pointed it out all off season, like we were in Paris together, and he told both of us so many times, "I have to be X amount of places to get this contract, or I need to get a contract somewhere else if this doesn't work out." Like he has that passion in him to race again, and and like to play in Kiefer's whole like home life thing, like oh dude, him and his chick are happy, like they are happy, like he has a really good balance in his life right now, so he's not like wondering, like everything is good, and it's cool to see so many guys be in that comfortable position. You know what I mean? And it kind of even leads back to that caller you had a little bit ago 
asking about guys being like so forthright and like outgoing this year. I think it's just a maturity thing. Like we have guys that are in their mid to late twenties that are finally like, Oh my God, I get to be who I want to be now. Yeah, I guess uh, I won't. I do. I'm not a subscriber to this stupid home life theory at all. Many, no, no, like many racers have won many titles and many races just banging everything that moved. Yeah, no, totally, totally, totally. So totally. I don't but know if it matters. It doesn't, but it doesn't work for everybody. You have to be happy in your life. Don't get me wrong. And I think that that's part I is. get. But whether you're happy with uh, being single or happy being whatever you're doing yeah. that you're happy, then you can win. That's and maybe I'm like misreading Keeper's home life thing. I need to research more, and maybe I don't even want to. Um, <laughs> but but like yeah, I think that Barsha is just happy, and he's not one of those guys that's right. wondering where the next paycheck is. Yeah, like yeah, he figured yeah. out what he right. needs. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. A fly race and Moto sixty show presented by Get Pro Taper and Maxis Tires. Our buddy A, a- Ray putting the Maxis Tires in the main event last week. So fantastic! Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, did, yeah. you, did you see the photo of him over the bridge that I took? No, I did. You see? Uh, I did an Instagram story where I took a screenshot from uh, from TV. Did you see that? I'll send you the photo. I'll oh please, photo. please do! I, I, why have I not seen this? Did he, was he too embarrassed to post it? Uh, it was on Don's Instagram and it was in Kickstart, but I know you don't read our website, so uh, it's okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, SwapMotoLive.com, everybody. Everyone else yes. should read it. Um, I do because. Uh, I took a screenshot from the TV and it was blurry, but I'm like, what happened here? <laughs> uh, I don't think he knows. Do you think the Maxis got too much traction? Like, bro, I'm going to send you this photo where he is at. And you can please like repost it on your Instagram too. where he is at in his like flight path and mm-hmm. where Roxon is, even though they are side <laughs> yeah, by yeah. side, it is not good. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, we're not worried about Eli Tomek and Ken Roxon anymore. That's for sure. We, we think Barsha can do it. We're, we're on board with that. Uh, AC, we know, is winning a race anytime soon, maybe this weekend. Um, mm-hmm. Anderson's been good, sneaky good through two rounds. Yep, and I think he likes it that way. I think he yeah. likes not being uh, the center of attention. Right. Did I miss anybody else that's caught your eye? Um. Because all of those guys are so established, I really have been paying close attention to like Plessinger and Hill and Freeze. Because, yeah. like those guys are, like you said, they're going for it. Like they are going for it, <laughs> and all of them are in really good places, uh, equipment-wise, and all that stuff. Like I've heard everybody, Aaron Plessinger is a bust. Oh my God! Like all the panic around him. But like I straight up asked him, and how was your weekend? I'm like, hey, like this is your first serious injury, and in you're pro career you're coming back from it like what's your take on it he's like yeah dude it's amazing that i was even racing the nationals when i did last year i just needed to he's like so it's not like he's panicking or anything like that it's just cool to see these guys start putting the pieces of their puzzle together and and making the best results that they can because this is the shot for them you know these guys are all getting up there and they're in age and there's not a lot of chances left for them to make an impact yeah yeah it's uh I'm with you on all of that, right? And and you know what? Uh, Hill's been better than I thought, man. Really, I, I'm uh, I'm a bit negative on Hill. I just, I know he's got the skills. Yeah, and I, I know I, you guys don't talk and stuff. Well, like we're that. fine. Like whatever. I don't care. No, I talk to him. Yeah. I don't think but he like, likes I me think, at all. By the way, but I talk to him. So. Yeah, and I think like, and I'm not trying to be like one of those guys that like is too big of a cheerleader for other dudes, uh, because it doesn't and it doesn't matter to me. I just want to tell people like, hey, watch this stuff. Like, if you are a hardcore race fan. 
this is the stuff you need to be watching further back in the field instead of just those top three guys. No, because, he, like, yeah, I agree. this is where the crazy shit is. Well, I, um, we talked about this in our shows, and I wrote about this. Dude, okay, Barsha and Roxham were checked out. Anderson, AC, Osborne, Tomac, Brayton, Hill, Baggett. Gnarly racist, gnarly intensity from this yeah. group of guys. And it's a group of, like, dude, we've, we've talked about this. All of these past guys have been on the podium or won championships in the 250 class. Like, yeah. it is a legit, legit field. Yeah, um, yeah. They're, they're on it. They're, they're, they're going for it. It's impressive. I think that we're really going to see everything come to life this weekend. Like, Anaheim 2 is going to be the gnarly race, and I'm so glad it's not a triple crown because we only have two results to, like, really get a basis of what's going on. So now, like, if we get to this third one and it's a third final normal race and we can see how the field shakes out before you throw in that big variable of the triple crown in, like, we'll really understand where things are. And then just as everything gets kind of established, then we'll toss the triple crown in and everything will get shaken up and it'll be interesting. But I think this weekend is really going to be the big, like, telltale sign of how the rest of the season goes. Yeah, should be should be interesting. I'm Team Barsha. I think this is for real. I really do. I mean, mm-hmm. again, bar, barring injury, I think this is for real. I could be my Blue Crew loyalty could be uh, blinding me though. Um, but mm-hmm. I think the bike's better, man. I think they've really worked on it. I think I, they've, they've done a lot of stuff. You know, I think he's just happy with it. I mean, he yeah. really has something that he wants. Right. Um, hey, on you had a caller earlier that said that since Rilla ran over that tough block, yeah, I saw the same thing on TV. If you watch the GoPro back, you can see that Adam does. He like hits that wall berm underneath the tunnel yep. so hard that it like kind of changes his exit path. Yep. And he just leaps right over the Suzuki tough block, but he keeps it on the throttle the whole way down. Imagine so that. It's impressive. I like those go. I like those GoPro videos. They're they're really really good to watch. Yeah. Um, I'm glad they I, I'm glad they release them, and I'm glad they leave most everything in there. All the mm-hmm. good and bad, whatever you know. So. It's good to watch because like. Uh, you get to learn so much more about like what happened. Like Anderson told me, he's like, yeah, dude, AC is going for it. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And then I rewatch Adam's video and he leaves no room for anybody when he makes that. How about, and also it's, it's a great chance to see how bad these tracks are beat. They're so Mm -hmm. beat down uh, in these main events. Um, Before we let you go here on the uh, fly race and moto 60 show, swapmotolive.com. Forkner, Ferrandis, Justin Cooper, who you like through two rounds for this title. Justin Cooper, I think. And yeah. I think that that's just because uh, I think that's just because he's proven to be consistent. He doesn't have like all that crazy yeah. like, out out there stuff. I yep. think Ferrandis is almost too much in a hole now. He would have to win this weekend for it to, to go on. And for Forkner, it's the same thing. Like, is he really uh, erased all those big mistakes and those big crashes from his program in the past? You know, like yeah. we kind of saw that no, he didn't because he <laughs> did the big mistake at Anaheim one, yeah. and then Cooper was fast, dude. Like Cooper in those in those last five laps of the 250 main event in St. Louis, he was moving. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I think he, a couple more laps could have changed the whole outcome of that race. He's steady, right? He's a lot steady. Yeah, uh, and I think that like there's no love loss between him and Ferrandez. So right, they'll right. mix it up, yep. and they're not afraid to to kind of get after it. But I was really excited to see how the Forkner Justin Cooper like rivalry plays up this year. Just because like those are two very hard headed guys that mm-hmm. are not gonna leave an inch. Right. And uh I think it's gonna be really exciting to see those two guys because they wanna be the next guy when yeah. Dylan leaves. The Dylan Cooper thing is more interesting to me, that's for sure. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, me too. 
they they don't like each other, or at least they, Dylan, Dylan doesn't like Cooper that started last summer, and it's going to get good. And I think that another thing is, though, too, they've done a very good job at, like, understanding things. Like, look, this is – Star has their program, and they're cool with letting guys kind of go off yeah. on their own now because they had to. You yeah. know, they learned with, yeah. with, here, with the Martin brothers and, and yeah. Cooper and everything. Yep. And they're just going to do what they need to do to make sure that they get the most success possible. They're not worried about inter-staff relationships, just get wins. All right, Anton, give me the winners this weekend, Anaheim, too. Give me your winners in each class. Shit. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> I would think maybe Barsha and Verandas. And crew. I said that like the last. I said that last week too. Right. Uh, but I just I kind of do think that Verandas has got to make it happen now, right. and I think that Barsha wants to be consistent again. How much relief do you and your brother have over uh, the pizza uh, in the press box this past weekend in St. Louis being correct and getting there and everything else? And the wings, you got wings. Yeah, yeah. We didn't, we didn't lead you wrong this time. No, no, not at all. The, the macaroni uh, and cheese pizza and buffalo chicken is in the past. Now we've moving on. Please stop tagging me and shit. Please, people, <laughs> stop tagging me. I don't care. Uh, you, you're, uh, you're one of those guys, Anton. That like, you know, you're like, oh, I, it's awesome that you know, Pulp MX and you know, you get to do this exposure and you come on these shows, like. Like you like it and it's fun and you, we're all friends, but then there's a dark side. There's a downside. I don't. I don't think people like. I just think it's because people don't know me. Like you know me. You know I'm a weirdo, but like I'm a lovable weirdo. And I think that other people are just like, no, that kid's just a weirdo. And it's like, well, there's yeah. good and bad to it. Yeah, yeah. If you, no. if you hang out with me for a day, I'll put you on to quite a few new things that maybe you've never thought about before that you'll end up liking, but then there's also a pretty big risk that I'm gonna steer you in the wrong direction too. It's yeah. Okay. No, I know. I know. Well. Uh, Swap Moto Live, uh, Michael Antonovich. Thanks for coming on, buddy. See you this weekend. No worries, dude. All right. See you guys. See you. That's Michael Antonovich, everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show, flyracing.com. Get data.it. Protaper.com, Maxis.com. All on board with us, kids. Thank you. Great job tonight. Thank you. Today. I appreciate it. A lot of phone calls. A lot of phone calls. A lot calls. of phone calls. Coming in hot, man. Sorry if we couldn't get to you, by the way. Thanks to Supercross Live for the tickets. Thanks to Fly Racing for the gear. Thank you, Pro Taper. Anaheim 2 this weekend. See you next week.